0: Chapter 21, Part 3 of The Lady's Book of Etiquette and Manual of Politeness by Florence Hartley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christine Lamberton. Chapter 21, Accomplishments, Part 3. The next subject upon the list of accomplishments should be filled by some words upon fancy sewing under this head will come crochet knitting tapestry work embroidery chenille work netting canvas work berlin wool work framework braiding bead work, etc small social gatherings will be much more entertaining the time will pass much more quickly and the conversation flows more freely if the fingers are employed with some light work pretty presents nay beautiful ones may be made in this way when the fingers would otherwise be idle and these will have an additional value in being the work of your own hands from the most remote ages needlework has been not only a source of pecuniary advantage for poor women but also of pleasant past-time for the rich it is one of the most elegant of the imitative art and from time immemorial it has been an amusement for otherwise idle fingers from the cottage to the palace i have not space for a long disquisition upon the uses and pleasures of fancy-work every woman has moments when such pretty playwork will be a valuable recreation the taste for fancy-work increases daily and can be made not only ornamental but useful a lady's wardrobe consists of so many and such varied objects that the evenings of an entire winter may be spent in making various useful garments which are at the same time suitable for company sewing opera hoods wool shawls sleeves son tags and other ladies articles may be varied by embroidering smoking caps slippers or handkerchiefs for gentlemen embroidering on canvas or tapestry work opens a large field for taste and skill in execution beautiful articles for presents chair covers sofa cushions slippers may be worked in the otherwise idle moments spent in familiar society and the fingers will soon acquire skill and astonishing rapidity the german ladies have constantly on hand a piece of netting or other fancy work which they carry from place to place and take out when conversing and so far from entirely engrossing their thoughts they chat more readily and freely with their fingers thus employed american ladies will find the custom worth imitating many tedious hours will be smoothly pleasantly passed with the mind free but the fingers pleasantly occupied an evening passed in sewing or knitting with one good reader to entertain the industrious workers will be found very pleasant i have known a circle of young people meet every week to work in this way the reader being changed twice or three times in the course of the evening and these meetings have proved so pleasant that scarcely any member failed to plead prior engagement if invited out upon the evening appointed to read and sew it was formerly objected by the adversaries to mental cultivation in women that the acquirement of book learning would make them neglect needlework but so far from this being the case the present which is often called the age of learning is preeminently a working age never were fingers more actively engaged than those of the rising female generation braiding embroidery berlin work knitting netting and crochet are all in full play a long neglected work has been recently revived called by the french la frivolité it is very pretty evening work partly because it does not impede conversation for it may be carried on almost without looking at it and partly because no other work shows to so much advantage the grace and delicacy of the hands the most simple form of this work was anciently known under the name of tatting but that only consisted of a series of loops in a straight line which were used for trimming linen articles which was not so pretty as la frivolite which has varieties which are a good imitation of point and may be used for collars and sleeves i give a few specimens of pretty work for evening sewing and refer the reader to the Lady's handbook of embroidery published by g g evans for a full complete description of every kind of fancy work with specimens patterns And clear plain directions. Netted cuffs. These cuffs are very pretty and easy to make. They are in plain netting and will require white and five shades of scarlet wool. Set on 35 stitches of the white wool. Net five rows then take a mesh a very little larger. And widen by netting two stitches in every stitch then net with the smallest mesh the two lightest shades one row of each and two rows of the other three shades then graduate the shades back again to white narrowing the first row of white with the larger mesh net ten rows with the smaller mesh widen again repeat the shades of red narrow again and finish with the five rows of white knitted opera cap materials required half an ounce of white and half an ounce of shaded berlin wool will be sufficient cast on a hundred stitches with white wool and knit and purl alternately for four rows Shaded wool, knit one row plain, next row bring forward and take two together to the end. White wool, knit and purl alternately four rows. Shaded wool, knit plain six rows. White wool, knit a row decreasing it by taking the first two stitches together and the last two. Pearl a row, knit a row, decreasing it as before. Pearl a row. Shaded wool. Knit a row, decreasing at the beginning and end. Next row, bring forward and take two together to the end. White wool. Knit a row, decreasing at both ends. Pearl a row, knit a row, decreasing as before purl a row for the pattern in the center of the cap shaded wool first row slip one knit two plain stitches a wool forward knit one wool forward knit two together knit one knit two together repeat from a second row purled third row slip one knit two plain stitches b wool forward knit three plain stitches wool forward slip one knit two together pass the slipped stitch over the knitted ones repeat from b fourth row purled. fifth row slip one knit two plain stitches c wool forward knit two together knit one knit two together wool forward knit one repeat from c sixth row purled seventh row slip one knit two plain stitches d wool forward slip one knit two together pass the slipped stitch over the knitted ones wool forward knit three plain stitches repeat from d eighth row purled repeat the last eight rows white wool knit and purl alternately for four rows decrease at the beginning and ending of the two plain rows shaded wool knit one plain row decrease at the beginning and ending next row bring the wool forward knit two together to the end of the row white wool knit and purl alternately for four rows decrease at the beginning and ending of the two plain rows knit eighteen plain stitches run a piece of cotton through the remaining sixty-two stitches purl and knit alternately decreasing at the beginning and ending of every plain row until you have four stitches remaining cast them off then take up eighteen stitches on the opposite sides and work a piece to correspond leaving forty four centre stitches on the cotton take up the centre stitches on a needle pointed at both ends Draw the cotton out, then pick up 14 stitches at each end of the needle. Shaded wool. Knit two plain rows. White wool. Knit one plain row. Next row, wool forward. Knit two together to the end of the row. Shaded wool. Knit two plain rows and cast off join the two points together at the back of the cap fold the front at the first pattern row and hem it to form the scallop at the edge pick up eighty stitches at the back of the cap an economical point collar it is well known that worked muzzling collars particularly if the work is good very soon wear out as the work is too heavy for the muslin which when it has been washed two or three times becomes full of slits and holes though the work is still as good as ever when this is the case cut the muslin off the work with a pair of sharp scissors and lay the work on the pattern of a collar cut in paper so as to fill the whole of the pattern. The work may be taken from two or three collars. The arrangement of it must depend upon taste. When the cut out work is properly arranged, it must be tacked or basted to the paper pattern and this is best done with colored thread that no mistake may arise when the basting threads are to be drawn out four or six threads are then drawn from one piece of work to another with a needle and cotton so as to attach them together and the loose threads are then overcast like buttonholes, so as to imitate the uniting threads of point lace when well done with a sufficient quantity of the uniting threads to make the work firm these collars are handsome and will wash and wear well knitted veils it is now customary to knit white veils of what is called lady betty's wool for babies to put over their faces when they are carried out in cold weather instead of pocket handkerchiefs which were formerly used for the purpose though they were very unfit for it knitted veils in black silk or worsted are also worn by grown-up persons the veils for babies are very simple in their construction they consist of oblong pieces of knitting of any width and depth that may be required with knitted lace at the bottom and sides and a string case at the top the following pattern is the most common knit and purl alternately four rows so that there may be two of each then bring forward and take two together an entire row this pattern is repeated through the entire veil and it must be observed that as many stitches must be cast on as will make it of the necessary width the needles should be of the smallest size of bone any lace will do but the following pattern though not new is both pretty and suitable and has besides the important recommendation of being very easy cast on eleven stitches and knit a row plain then begin the pattern first row knit three Bring forward and take two together, knit one, take two together, put the thread twice round the needle, take two together and knit one. Second row, knit two, purl one, knit one, put the thread twice round the needle, take two together, bring forward and knit five. Third row, knit three bring forward take 2 together knit 1 bring forward knit 2 purl 1 bring forward take 2 together and knit 2 4th row knit two bring forward knit 5 bring forward take 2 together knit 5 Fifth row knit 3 bring forward and take two together knit the rest plain sixth row cast off four and knit the rest plain hints to crochet workers examine carefully the form of the needle and try the hook to ascertain that it is perfectly smooth some are so sharp and ill-made as to tear the cotton select those which are not of uniform thickness up to the hook the best are those which are thinner there than an inch farther up where the needle is not proportionally fine near the hook it is almost impossible to keep the work even chain stitch ought to be done rather loosely as working on it afterwards contracts it and is apt to give it a puckered appearance it is often advisable to use a needle one size larger for making the chain than for the rest of the work especially in edgings it will be found much easier to work the succeeding rows when this precaution is taken crochet needles should be kept in a housewife similar to those used for ordinary needles the slightest soil or rust should be effaced with fine sandpaper. ornamental net for the hair take two pieces of fine silk braid scarlet or royal blue and a number three bone crochet hook make a chain of eight stitches unite the ends then dc the first round putting two stitches into each loop there will now be sixteen stitches and in the next round one long must be worked into every stitch and two chain between each long the round will now consist of forty eight stitches and we commence the pattern or diamonds third round three long two chain four long with two chain after each and these long put into every second loop repeat fourth round five long two chain five long with two chain after each and these long put into every second loop with the exception of the fifth or last of them which must skip two stitches instead of one repeat fifth round seven long two chain seven long with two chain after each and each of these long put into every second stitch repeat sixth round five long two chain five long with two chain after each and each of these long put into every other stitch three long two chain five long again, with two chain after each, and each put into every second stitch. Repeat from beginning. Seventh round. Three long, two chain, five long, with two chain after each, and worked in every third loop. Five long, two chain, five long again, with two chain after each, And these worked as aforesaid in every third loop. Repeat from beginning. Eighth round. One long, two chain, five long, with two chain after each. And these long, put into every third stitch. Seven long, two chain, again five long. And see, and see. Repeat from beginning ninth round six long with two chain after each and work in every third stitch open brackets five long twelve long with two chain after each these long put in every third stitch close brackets repeat the pattern in brackets tenth round nine long with two chain after them These long being worked in every second loop. Open brackets. Three long, two chain, 19 long, with two chain after them. And the long worked in every second loop. Close brackets. Repeat the pattern in brackets. Eleventh, twelfth and thirteenth rounds. A long and two chain all around and the long being worked alternately in every second and third loop care being taken to bring one into the position to complete each diamond as it is come to a crochet edging begun with braid and the last two or three rows worked with gold twist as nearly the size of the braid as may be and a cord and tassels finished off this elegant headdress the cord should be run in and out through the thirteenth round we however prefer a single crochet band of some fifty stitches long and six or eight wide worked in the same material as the net to a cord and this band may be finished off with a piece of gold fringe instead of tassels at the ends or with a scallop of edging crocheted in gold twist. Dress glove bands, full or frilled shape. Take three pieces of fine embroidery chenille and a number 3 bone crochet hook. Make a chain of about 40 stitches or one long enough to go round the wrist. DC one row. Third row. Two long, one chain and miss a stitch. Repeat this all along. Then one row DC. Sixth row. Long crochet worked very loosely. So much so as to leave the stitches at least half an inch high. Two stitches to be put into every second or third loop and one in each of the others all the way along fasten off join the chenille now on the first row and work a similar row or frill to the one just directed so that there be one on each side run a narrow velvet through the holes of the third row and affix wider velvet ends or chenille tassels to each extremity finish off with a button and loop and flute the frill on each side over the finger to make it set we need scarcely say that the chenille used should be selected to match or agree with the evening dress that the velvet must match the chenille these bands may be made to look very handsome by working a row of dc loosely and evenly along the edge of each frill with gold or silver twist and running a band of gold or silver braid or trimming through the holes in the third row instead of velvet then small bullion tassels to match the twist will form a suitable and elegant finish these bands may be worked round and slid over the hand like muffetees or made open as we have directed and buttoned like the glove the buttons should be covered with crochet and the loops crocheted knitted under habit skirt three ounces of three thread white fleecy wool pair of number ten bone knitting pins Cast on 45 stitches. Knit 3 rows. Fourth row. Knit 10. X. Make 2 and knit 2 together. Knit 1. X. Knit the last 6 stitches. Fifth row. Knit, dropping the second of each of the 2 made stitches all along. Knit 8 rows. Fourteenth row. Knit ten. X. Make one and knit two together. X. Repeat until six remain. Knit three. Make one, knit three. Fifteenth row. Knit six. X. Make one and knit two together. X. Repeat until ten remain. Which knit? Repeat these two rows three times more each, only not enlarging one, as in the end of row 14, every time, but only once in four rows, merely knitting the six in the intervening rows. Twenty-second row. Knit. Knit the next seven rows. Thirtieth row same as fourteenth thirty-first row same as fifteenth keep on alternately knitting eight open and then eight knitted rows and enlarging one stitch at the end of every fourth row until there are a hundred and twenty-four rows Then decrease one stitch at the beginning or front in every other row for 32 rows. Still continuing the pattern as before and still enlarging one stitch in every fourth row at the end or back. This shapes one side of the neck. Now knit 48 rows without increase or decrease at either end continuing the pattern or alternation of eight open and eight plain knitted rows this forms the back of the neck and the bottom of the back of the habit skirt in the next thirty-two rows we diminish one in every fourth row by knitting two together at the back while at the same time in every fourth row at the back we knit Two together and make one in order to form a series of holes or pattern parallel to that on the other side caused by enlarging in every fourth row we also cast on one at the opposite end in every other row to shape the second side of the neck we then knit one hundred and twelve rows having each ten knitted stitches in the front of the habit skirt as on the opposite side and six at the back and decreasing one in every fourth row at the back and continuing the pattern and also the series of holes at the back knit eight rows knit ten stitches x make two and knit two together x knit six at end knit all dropping the second of each of the two made stitches knit two rows cast off now with same needles pick up the stitches all along the right front of the habit skirt knit two rows and cast off do the same on the left front then pick up those of the neck and do the same shaping it if necessary by knitting two together occasionally these finishing off rows look pretty done in pale pink or blue wool buttonholes may be made thus in the front or where the ten stitches are and about once in thirty rows knit three cast off four knit three instead of knitting the ten as usual Next row, when we get back to the ten stitches, knit three, cast on four, knit three, infants knitted socks, half an ounce of white lamb's wool, three number 13 knitting needles, cast on 30 stitches, first row knit, second row, knit two. Make or enlarge one stitch by picking up one from the previous row and knitting it. Knit all the rest. Third row. Knit. Repeat second and third rows alternately, four times more each of them. Twelfth row. Knit two. Make a stitch according to directions above given. Knit rest until four remain knit two together knit two thirteenth row knit repeat these two rows alternately three times more each twentieth row knit two enlarge one as before directed knit rest until two remain enlarge one knit two twenty first row knit repeat these two rows alternately Three more times each. Twenty eighth row knit. Twenty ninth row knit fourteen stitches and leave the other upon the needle. Take up the third needle and knit twenty rows more of fourteen stitches each. Forty ninth row knit two together, knit twelve on same needle and with same wool cast on 27 stitches 50th row knit 51st row knit two knit two together knit rest until four remain knit two together knit two 52nd row knit repeat these two rows alternately twice more each 57th row knit two make one in manner directed Knit rest until four remain. Knit two together, knit two. Fifty-eighth row. Knit. Repeat these two rows alternately three times more each. Sixty-fifth row. Knit all until four remain. Knit two together. Knit two. Sixty-sixth row. Knit. Repeat these two rows alternately four more times each. Seventy-fifth row knit. Seventy-sixth row cast off. This completes the slipper portion of the sock. We now begin the instep piece. Take the wool and knit off ten stitches from the needle on which the twenty-seven stitches were left. Knit these ten from the toe end or that where the twenty rows of fourteen stitches each has been made leave the remaining seventeen stitches still on the same needle knit twenty rows of ten stitches and in every other one pick up the edge stitch of the toe piece and knit it with the tenth stitch so as to unite these two portions viz the toe and the instep with each stitch of the twentieth row an edge stitch of the side at the toe end of the slipper must be picked up knitted and cast off and a neat and entire union of the toe of the slipper and the instep piece formed this instep piece is to be ribbed in rows of four viz four rows in which the plain side is uppermost and four rows in which the purled side is uppermost we now commence the leg portion of the sock with the needle which has been left in the first side of the slipper carefully pick up the edge stitches all along the instep piece and side of the slipper when this is done there should be about fifty on the needle take the wool and knit all along including the picked up stitches and the seventeen originally on the needle knit two rows fourth row knit two x make two not by picking up but in the ordinary way by passing the wool twice over the needle and knit two together knit one x repeat Fifth row knit all casting off one of each of the double made stitches now knit twenty rows ribbed like the instep piece twenty-sixth row x knit one make one and knit two together x repeat all round twenty-seventh row knit twenty-eighth row knit two x make one and knit two together knit one x repeat twenty ninth thirtieth and thirty-first rows knit thirty-second row cast off take a wool needle thread it with wool and sew up the sock neatly stitch for stitch from the top of the leg to the point of the sole then sew the toe turn it put on a little rosette of raveled wool run a ribbon in and out through the holes at rows four and five of the leg portion and it is completed as this is intended for an infant sock we have ordered white wool that being most useful should it however be wished to knit socks for an older baby The slipper may be made of cerise, scarlet, pale blue, green or straw-coloured wool and the 26th, 27th and 28th rows of the leg portion and the casting off done in the colour of the slipper while the instep piece and the rest of the sock are made in white wool. The sock may also be enlarged by casting on extra stitches in the beginning and adding a couple of rows to each of the divisions of the slipper part and enough to the toe to preserve its form and symmetry. Almost any of the open antimacassar patterns may be used for knitting the sock and instep piece. If a light, lace like appearance is desired, the well known rose leaf pattern looks particularly pretty. End of chapter 21, part 3